Welcome to Udamia. Hello, my name is RJ. <laughs> I don't know. Andy, Mike, you're here as well. Whatever. Uh, yeah, it's Friday here. night. It's Friday night. And obviously, the, and the three dads great. that are here have nothing to do. Uh, so we are here to do a podcast. Uh, so if you also have nothing to do, well, we thank you for joining us. Uh, you could have been anywhere, but you chose to join us. And we appreciate it. But yeah. uh, we're here tonight. We're doing wrestling tonight. So uh, the the three people currently will leave in a few seconds. Uh, <laughs> they were like, I thought it was top 80s pop. <laughs> mm. You're a week behind. Yes. No, hey, uh, I'm very excited. Today, actually, uh, we did not post about it. Uh, but today we did release uh, episode 39 on uh, YouTube and Spotify, which I think was Top 70s Rock. So mm -hmm. uh, that was uh, released today. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that a week or two ago, uh, feel free to, to check that out on Spotify, YouTube, pretty much anywhere else you can get your uh, streaming uh, podcasts as well. I think Google Podcasts is another big one um, that we're on and about 25 others uh, that I never remember. Um, and uh, yeah, so check it out. Um, and then uh, tonight we are doing the greatest wrestling returns of all time. So if you were a wrestling fan back in the 90s, 2000s, 2010s, 2020s, uh, check it out tonight. It's going to be good. If you were not a wrestling fan, uh, hang on. We're going to tell funny stories probably um, and uh, just reminisce about uh, our childhoods. So how do you guys feel about tonight? This is going to be interesting because... We don't know the brackets because you made it five minutes ago. So that's going to be interesting. <laughs> but like, usually you can kind of like pre plan a little bit, like, oh, I'm definitely going to pick that one. Uh, and then change your mind last second. Nope, none of that here. Um, <laughs> and some of these I had to rewatch again because, like, all right, I remember they came back, but I don't remember the exact like happening. So uh, replaying some of these and listening to the pops that they got. So for those rest non wrestling fans, so a pop is the crowd cheer essentially when the uh coming out oh man here's uh, i was trying to take a sneak peek at the <laughs> all right sorry there it oh, is man keep talking keep talking all right i already got, i picked my winner okay i'm good oh my goodness yep. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm that? still healthy it's apple cider it's a like tang or it's a, a <laughs> it is a seven dollar uh apple cider um seven dollars it well, was a whole gallon of it. You know? uh oh, okay. <laughs> okay, all right. I thought you just meant that one. <laughs> Not just this. <laughs> Not just this. Yeah. Wow. Um, he's, he's got a bartender like behind him. <laughs> Excuse me. Can I get the $7 martini, please? Um, but yeah, so uh, anyways, let's get to it. Uh, this is kind of a mess right now, but uh, feel, <laughs> feel free to uh, comment below, you know, how, how was your week this week? What's going on in your world? Um, and we will uh, we'll talk about it tonight. This is kind of a laid back episode, I think, but we're gonna go for it. I'm a little little loosey goosey tonight. Little That's the kind of week it's been. I'm, excuse me, while I drink my seven dollar. <laughs> uh, my my uh, my wife Jesse said uh, it, that your spitting into people's mouths might gain us viewers depending on what they're into. <laughs> we have to stream on uh, Pornhub. If and another one gone. <laughs> another one gone. Um, Hey, if you're still with us, uh, comment below as to why uh, you're still with us. <laughs> what do you want us to talk about, one person? <laughs> no, there are many more. Many, there's four. Um, but and, and the many maybe on Band Lab. Uh, no, that's Thursdays. Tonight we are alone. It's just us. Uh, but anyways, hey, let's do it. We've got some uh, good stuff here. 
Uh, we're going to talk about everybody from down to Eddie Guerrero from 2002, uh, all the way to Edge from 2020 uh, of last year, and everybody in between, and a little bit after as well. So here we are. Let's start with the first one here. We've got Eddie Guerrero's return uh, back in 2002 versus Daniel Bryan's return in 2018. How y'all feeling? Uh, I'm going with Daniel Bryan in 2018. Wow. Okay. That was quick. That was quick. Just doing it. Just doing it. I'm actually yeah. going to say the same. Yeah. Daniel okay. Bryan in 2018. Yeah. Um, yeah. You too? Yeah. I would have said the same just based on the circumstances uh, that are around surrounding the return of Eddie Guerrero. Um, Andy, do you, do you want to talk about why Eddie Guerrero, uh, had to leave and come back? Um, <laughs> I mean, he had, he had, was suffering through some, you know, addiction issues and, and stuff like that. And, um, so he was, he was let go and then, um, was on the road to recovery, was working a lot of independence, uh, was on, I believe the first ring of honor show as well. I think he was super crazy he did some matches with uh, amazing red sat um i think he was so, in a match with uh it was either cm punk or daniel bryan that night too he he, he jumped yeah he was kind of all over the place uh yeah. but like started like you know showing like he was he was improving and he was he was doing a lot better um so wwe rehired him um he came out and attacked rob van dam and they just went into these series of matches that um were fantastic and obviously from there skyrocketed you know yeah uh, into the world title scene so um you know uh, probably would have continued to to go that route uh if he you know unfortunately passed away early on so uh but that was just like a super cool like road to redemption kind of yeah kind of story and um so it was it was a cool deal for him yeah, it was it was nice to see him come back and um, sort of reignite his feud with uh, Chris Benoit, also because they had been, you know, through multiple companies together. So it was kind of cool to see them wrestling together again. Unfortunately, <laughs> neither one of them are still around. Um, but again, him and uh, uh, Eddie and, and Chavo had a really good run as tag team as uh, as well. Um, so that was really cool. I mean, that was that was something that. Um, you know, you hadn't really seen in American wrestling is to have, you know, Latino wrestlers really in the spotlight. They were, they were there. Uh, and obviously they, they were huge. Uh, you know, they had luchadors and, and everything. And WCW kind of had their thing where they, they had their teams. But, uh, yeah, it was really nice to see it in the WWE. And, uh, yeah, he had a good run. All right. So Daniel Bryan from 2018 uh, is the one uh, moving forward. Uh, next up, we've got Chris Jericho from 2007 uh, versus Shawn Michaels in 2002. Hmm. This one's a tough one, guys. Uh, Chris Jericho's 2007 return, if you don't remember, was the second coming of Jericho. Um, that one, while obvious uh, that Jericho was going to return, it was highly anticipated. And he did come back with, if I can remember right, didn't he have the short haircut? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I was not a fan of, but yeah, that's fine. He was also um, wearing a really sparkly vest. I didn't yes, that, get yes, that at all. Yeah. I mean, he's just over the top with everything, and it works for him, in my opinion. It was a very similar... I think this is the one where he clotheslined uh, a dude in the back uh, and then did his, like, standard pose, um, you know, and then came out. I don't know who he was feuding with when he first came back, but... Uh, Randy Orton. Randy Orton, oh, yeah. yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Actually, both of these returns yeah. <laughs> were on, on Randy Orton. 
Shawn Michaels' return was wasn't that with Triple H though at some point? But when he came back the night of, it was Randy oh, okay. Orton was like walking up the ramp and yeah, no, I and I literally watched it ten minutes ago. And and Chris Jericho <laughs> actually the person he clotheslined was supposed to be the person carrying the Olympic torch into the state yes. <laughs> into the state. Oh yes, yes. Right. Uh, so that was really good. Well, for me, guys, Shawn Michaels is my all-time favorite. Uh, uh, it's just nobody is close to him, in my opinion. I, I, I just I don't understand when people can put him on the same level with some other other people. I won't name them, but they, they're always like, "Oh, it's if it's this guy, it's not this guy." It's Shawn Michaels is so far above everyone's level, and when he left in '98, um, you know, he was last in Boston against Stone Cold Steve Austin. Which was still a great match. Uh, it doesn't. It's not you know five star by any means, but he was super injured at the time. Um, you know he he wasn't supposed to come back, um, and so I actually kind of lost touch with wrestling right around O2 actually, um, and I started to get bored with it. And when I heard that Michaels was back, um, that kind of brought me back into it. They did this crappy little NWO run, uh, you know, for a little while, which was kind of easily forgotten in my opinion. Um, but when Triple H finally did his swerve um, and they started their feud, man, that that's what brought me back into it hardcore. So I'm going with Shawn Michaels 2002. Hmm. What do you, what do you think, Andy? You look like you got something to say. Both, uh, both of these returns were great. They were. Um, they were. Not only just like the return, but like what happened after. for both. Afterwards, right. I feel like these, uh, it wasn't the initial, it wasn't the initial return. Um, you know, obviously Shawn Michaels was more of a surprise because they did telegraph Jericho. Um, but yeah, it was kind of what happened afterwards that made it great. It wasn't that initial night. And arguably both of them had almost a better <laughs> second half. There is a, there's I a don't balloon. know why there's a balloon floating behind me. What, what's on there? A unicorn? It's a unicorn, yeah. 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 It he's in it right now. That's uh, the room where RJ sleeps. That's he, that's his decoration. They're coming. <laughs> RJ is actually living oh, in the other way the right way. now. <laughs> that's super creepy. Oh, um, it just it went away. I can't <laughs> it was just that was that was the laziest attempt at getting a balloon yeah. I've ever I'm seen. I'm stuck to the. You're like ah, it went away. My arm can't stretch. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shoot. Uh, I'm gosh. gonna go with I'm gonna go with Shawn Michaels. I'll make it easy. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, let's talk about Chris Jericho for a second. Then uh, you know, Chris Jericho uh, made his original debut in what '99 uh, in WWE. Um, anticipated as well, I think. Um, but huge. I mean, probably one of the best debuts of all time. Um, and for him to come back in '07 and still have the pop that he had, pretty much. The same in 99 i thought that was pretty good uh like you said it was against randy orton at the time uh, he would go on to feud with michaels um as well uh, which was a huge uh feud which is great and then we all know him now in aew so yeah yeah it was it was really cool to see you know to go back and and watch some of these um you know the returns and you know for jericho you know he had already had sort of a, a good run before he had gone for two years and then come back so when he came back, I mean, the crowd wouldn't let him talk for about three minutes. I mean, he was standing on the top of the ramp and the place was just going nuts. Uh, and then he just cut a ridiculous promo 
um, which, you know, I, I would say that Jericho is one of the best on the mic, maybe in the history of the business. I mean, the, the guy just is absolutely phenomenal. Um, but uh, even the, the, the lead up to the return was cool, too, with all the, the promos that they were doing, you know, cracking the code and all the little Matrix kind of screens they were doing. Um, so you knew Jericho was coming back, but it was the way that they led up to it that made it even cooler than just, hey, this guy's coming back with a whole bunch of like promo shots or, you know, people yeah. just talking about it. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was going <clears throat> Glacier. But... <laughs> like RJ shit. Glacier, <laughs> short-lived Glacier. All right, well, hey, that means that we do have Shawn Michaels 2002 moving on. Uh, next up, guys, uh, we do have um, uh, Bret Hart 2010 uh, versus CM Punk 2021. So two, uh, you know, huge names here. Um, any day of the week, I would have chosen Bret Hart uh, 2010, but man. Uh, the pop for CM Punk 2021 is going to be hard to beat. Um, and for me, uh, Bret Hart's return was nice and it was solidifying, um, which we'll get into more, I think. But it was also a little sad to uh, to kind of see Bret Hart's stature uh, by then um, and kind of what he had left. Um, so I'm going to go CM Punk. I agree. Yeah, it pains me to say that I also am going to pick CM Punk because uh, Bret Hart is one of my, if not my favorite, wrestler of all time. Yeah. Um, but but you're right. Um, the the uh, circumstances in which Bret was brought back was almost um, Vince's way of saying I'm sorry for what happened because Bret, you know, uh, for anyone that doesn't know. Brett pretty much left and went to WCW um, and Vince basically like humiliated him on TV. Brett, Brett had let his contract run out and he was going to WCW at the time, um, even though he had a huge contract with the WWF at the time. It was like a 20-year contract that he had signed. Um, but then what ended up happening was they, they ended up cutting his contract back and back and back. They renegotiated. Um, Brett wasn't happy about it. So he was going to go to WCW. He was holding the title at the time. So it was him versus Shawn Michaels. And um, Brett's only stipulation for the match was he didn't want to lose it in his hometown. And Vince said, okay, that's fine. You'll just you'll just lose it the night following the pay-per-view. Uh, but <laughs> Vince and Earl Hebner had other plans. Um, Brett was put into um, the figure, uh, not the figure four, the sharpshooter. And uh, Earl Hebner uh, had him tap out. And that was it. That uh, Brett went nuts after that. He went backstage. He ended up uh, punching Vince in the face uh, in front of Shane and a bunch of people backstage. Um and then, uh, you know, Brett went over to WCW and unfortunately um, suffered some pretty severe concussions at the hands of Goldberg. Uh, and um, then years later had a stroke as a result. And uh, then Vince ended up calling him in the hospital uh, to apologize for everything and uh, then offered to have him inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, do some DVD stuff. And then eventually they re-signed him. I think it was for two years they had re-signed him. Uh, so he had had a couple matches here and there, but um, 
Yeah, it was really, GM. really sad. Yeah. Say again. So was he doing like a GM spot too? Right. Yeah, he did do a GM thing for I think about a year until his contract ran out, and then uh, they ended up re-signing him again afterwards. I think it was 2018. I think they had re-signed him. Um, I could have my dates wrong, but yeah, yeah it was just a really kind of crummy, <laughs> crummy story. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that, yeah, they had that awful match, him and Vince. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, because at that point. You know, Brett was really unable to compete, you know, just especially for people who last saw him when he was at, at his peak and then now or, um, you know, because of all those injuries and, and things like that, you know, he wasn't um, at the, the same performer. You know, they made the most of what they could do, especially. And then you're adding in Vince McMahon, who's not the most athletic person either. <laughs> um, so it was just a bunch of a lot of shenanigans and stuff like that. But it was really hearts. Well, um, poppycock. <laughs> yeah, Hart's opportunity to kind of bury the hatchet. Um, you know, they kind of had him and Shawn Michaels, you know, hug in the ring. I'm sure. And it seemed kind of. Brett says that was genuine. I also Brett. heard that Brett and Shawn did not. They actually did the talking in the ring. They had not talked too much prior to that because they wanted it to be more realistic in the ring. Yeah. Um, and also, I had heard that Tyson Kidd was actually one of the ones who brokered the peace between the two of them because uh, Sean had actually taken Tyson under his wing, and Tyson would go home and tell Brett, "Hey, Sean's helping me here or there." And Brett seemed more interested over time, and and that's kind of what what led that to uh, coming together. So pretty cool. Yeah, there's a there's a really good interview uh, with Brett from. <clears throat> I want to say it was 2019, but it just got posted back in March with uh, Inside the Ropes. Um, he did a live interview in front of a live crowd. It's about a 20-minute interview, and that was pretty eye-opening. He talked a lot about um, you know, some of the stuff that I was talking about and, and the injuries that he sustained and all the junk that he went through and sort of the baggage that he carried for years and years and years and <laughs> hating people yeah. and himself. It, it was pretty. It was pretty rough. Uh, it's pretty sad to watch, but uh, you know he's in good spirits now. So, well, moving on, we've got uh, we've got some good ones here. Ric Flair, two thousand one versus Brock Lesnar, two thousand twelve. Woo, woo. Um, I already have an answer here. I was I was just talking to Mike about this earlier. Um, Brock Lesnar's return in two thousand twelve has kind of set the course for the last nine years for WWE. Um, Brock has been a part of the game since then. Um, and really kind of changed, uh, for good or, 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 or for bad, uh, has really changed what WWE looks like, I think. Um, Brock Lesnar, you know, again, you either love him or you hate him. I have both. I actually, I actually love him and I hate him. Um, I, 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 it's, it's one of those things where you see a little too much of him over time, uh, or it was a little bit too, um, uh, obvious that, that he was going to come out or whatever. But I, I have to say, when he comes in, ratings do spike up. You know, uh, people want to watch. Um, and and when he does dominate in the ring, it looks good. I mean, he's he, he knows what he's doing. He's actually a much better wrestler than he leads on in the last eight or nine years because he only does like four moves at this point. But <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but the dude has wrestled very well in the in the years. And and I I was not a huge Brock fan, but you know, there's I, I'm a, I'm looking forward to it right now because he kind of made another return uh, in 2021. Uh, he looks like an idiot, but he um, he <laughs> with his he's got a man oh, bun, and we should send him this. <laughs> that dude, what? So he could be like, what? 
<laughs> you pick your house up. <laughs> um, no, but I'm, I'm, I am I am decently excited to see what what he'll do. Um, you know, again, I think Mike said it best. I mean, Brock has kind of had WWE on his back the last nine years, uh, for good or, or for or for bad. Uh, you know, Brock has been here, so I'm going with Brock. Or just gonna get F five through his floor. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be like, nah! <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going with Brock on this one too. I'm a little uh, surprised on that, Andy, because you 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 generally are a hater of Brock. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about my feelings we're, on. We're on we're not talking it's we're not, not talking about the wrestler. We're talking about the well, return. Yeah, but if you don't care about the wrestler, you don't really care about the return, right? You're like, ah, this guy yeah. again. Not necessarily. I don't, don't want to talk too much about Brock Lesnar's return and kind of. I want to save it. <laughs> and my thoughts leave some suspense for it. Oh, suspense. Well, Ric Flair came back in 2001 on Raw after the WCW ECW invasion angle that they had. Um, so, so he ended up having a match at Survivor Series. Um, and he was the co-owner, I don't know how true that is, of the WWF when he was running SmackDown and Vince was running uh, Raw. Mm -hmm. um, and then they had an Extreme Rules match. So picture Ric Flair versus Vince McMahon <laughs> wrestling each other, men in their oh, 60s. <laughs> Rick, well. Ric Flair's been 60 for the past. That's <laughs> true. Someone's someone like, Ric Flair's been 60 for the past 30 years. Literally, that was like the first, whoever said yeah. that, I don't know. Yeah. Like the first comment on YouTube before this returned, Ric Flair's <laughs> been 60 for the past 30 years. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's true. Um, even when even when Flair was in WWE, so like I didn't know Ric Flair prior because I'd seen pictures of him like in WCW, like magazines and stuff like that. And then he came to WWF. And his style was so different because, you know, NWA, um, WCW was a different pace. That They were more wrestling, where I was now accustomed to WWF, which was more over-the-top characters, right? Yeah. He came, he came in at that point. I'm kind of like, man, this is kind of boring. Um, but then, like, he had a cool feud at Macho Man over Elizabeth. And I was kind of like, all right, he's kind of he's, he's kind of okay, right? And then, um, then he left and went back to WCW and then... You know, this return, which uh, I guess was a little shocking, right? And he kind of does this GM thing and it turned into um, back into the ring as well. And he had a decent run as a singles competitor as well as a part of Evolution. Mm -hmm. um, he had some really good, like, good matches. And even going up to his, um, <laughs> even going up to his um, retirement match against Shawn Michaels, I mean, mm -hmm. Epic match, epic moment, right? When Sean's, yep. you know, I love you and super kicks him in the face. Like, <laughs> you're a wrestling fan, like, you remember that moment. So, uh, it was cool to see Flair kind of turn that around where he was, um, I guess at the end of WCW, was down on himself and because he wasn't the same competitor that he was before. And then he's said, like, Triple H kind of got him out of that funk when he came back. And, um, you know, he turned out for a few more years and had some really yeah. good. He still had a good run. Yeah, and he's still going. And 
you know, maybe he's going to be doing another return soon. Yeah. We'll I mean, if, <laughs> if we were doing this show two weeks from now, there'd probably be eight more people on this list, yeah. to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're going to do this episode again in 10 years and we go, man, Ric Flair just came back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did just make his Lucha Libre AAA uh, debut accompanying uh, Andrade, Andrade yeah. um, versus Kenny Omega. Um, he did get to apply the figure four leg lock to Conan too. So he's going to come out with a mask next time. (laughs) (laughs) But he's still going to do that walk and he's, you know, (laughs) he's still going to woo. Next up, we got the rock 2011 versus Roman reigns, 2019. This is blood right here. This is family. You put them up with bloodline. Uh, This is a real tough one. So I got back into wrestling 2012. Um, so I think that was pretty much right, uh, right after his return. We watched um, this together. We watched when Rock and Cena went, went up against each other. Did we? Yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> I, I played. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with Roman Reigns. Um, uh, just because, it, it, you know... He had left what six, eight months earlier. Eight months prior. Um, yeah. You know, he he had mentioned he had got leukemia. Um, that was actually a pretty real moment and very mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Um, yeah. But something he had been dealing with for actually a while. Um, but he it had come back, um, and I just remember like watching it and going, "Wait, what? What? What's going on?" And being really shocked by it. Um, and uh, I even <laughs> included my wife on. I was like, "Yeah, see, this is crazy." And, um and to to think that he would come back in eight months um i was just like blown away um you know that that was even possible so um when he came back it was just a good it was a feel-good moment it was a feel-good return um so so i'm gonna go with roman reigns on this one Hmm. man um yeah i mean rj you and i were talking beforehand that I, I wasn't really involved in wrestling, um, you know, when this had happened. Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of, it was even hard to go back and watch it now because you could tell, uh, one, obviously he was concerned for his own health, but he also wanted to be super upfront and it was a, it was a really great speech that he had to the entire crowd. Uh, and then to have everyone in the crowd, you know, chant like, we love you. We love you. Like that was, that was really hard to watch. Um, Mm -hmm. but then even to see him come back, um, you know, he's standing at the top of the ramp and everyone's cheering. Um, you know, and he's, you could see he was just crying. He was overwhelmed with the support. Um, and then he even hesitated to get back in the ring. Uh, so he was standing on the ropes, uh, on the, uh, on the outskirts and, uh, he hesitated to get back in the ring before, you know, he even uh, had another speech when he came back. It was, it was kind of it's kind of tough to watch something like that, but uh, really, you know, heartwarming to see how much fans really do appreciate, you know, the what they do in in the ring, e- even though they can be real crappy sometimes and <laughs> yell "this sucks" or uh, yeah, <laughs> what <laughs> uh, or the what, what chant still like twenty eight years later, whatever. Um, what? But yeah, I think comparatively to The Rock's return, I, I would have to go with Roman Reigns as well. 
Yeah, I think based on the circumstances, <clears throat> um, I'm also going to go with Roman Reigns as well. Like I, I, I won't talk much about it, but I will say, in talking about The Rock's return, that was a huge buildup. Um, let's 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 bring up let's bring up the the spirit yeah. level here a little bit. <laughs> I I am not a huge John Cena and Rock fan. Like I'm not like someone who's hanging up their pictures on the walls, right? I like and respect them both as performers and as entertainers. Again, they're not the most technical people in the ring, but when they go out there, they're going to entertain you and they're going to, you know, when you put them in with somebody who they gel with, they're going to have really good matches and it's more of their um, their presence that that draws people in right and both on the microphone really kind of can be unmatched in maybe jericho but you know so there's yeah. not many who can who can go back and forth like they do and then you basically had them two going at each other and very real comments being made you know john cena is talking about um the rock being a part-time performer and <laughs> left to go to hollywood uh hey john's cena, calling you out i john cena's cool man and all the stuff he does for kids and stuff like that <clears throat> that's like, true i'll never have any bad things uh, we can't see him but he can see them yeah so i, <laughs> I don't know what I, that means i will say that that whole storyline between the rock and cena like I was, I was in it the entire, like I was super excited for that match because I was like, never would you think that these two would be going against each other. And the promos like every week was like, who can one up the other person? Like someone will come out, sit, you know, talk their stuff. And then you're like, Whoa, man, what's going to happen next week? How are they going to top that? And they kept doing it. Um, so that really got me excited. Um, I even bought the DVD that like shows, like that whole like it played out the entire thing like um because I, I was so into it so uh it was a really cool return even though it was kind of short-lived it was still it was still super cool yeah i i i think we we need to we need to state here that the rock was gone for seven years before this comeback so this wasn't like he was gone for a year two years he was gone for seven years um and then yeah he hadn't even done jumanji yet or that <laughs> or that disney plus jungle cruise movie that everyone already forgot about um yeah the way they built up to it you know they had they had him announced as the uh host of the next wrestlemania but they didn't announce his name uh so they just said and the host of the next wrestlemania is and then all the lights went out in the arena um and when the lights came back on the rock was there and the place went nuts um and then he still cut a pretty sweet promo in the ring um about how he had been gone and now that uh the rock was back and he was back home home nice mm -hmm. well hey moving on we've got the undertaker from 2000 versus triple h from 2002 um this is one I'm going to vote for solely based on the amazing intro video uh, and song that The Undertaker uh, came back to. Um, it was uh, his, his American Badass gimmick. Um, and 
I think it was The Rock that was, uh, you know, fighting, and X Pac and Road Dog were attacking mm -hmm. him. Um, and Are You Scared comes on, Nursery Rhyme comes on, videos playing in the background, and then all of a sudden, The Undertaker comes out reimagined on a motorcycle, you know, with his bandana and his long black coat. Um, and it was just such a cool moment. I think Shawn Michaels was actually in the ring for this one too. He had kind of come back to uh, be the ref. Yeah, he was the ref. Um, yeah. And uh, so this was two years uh, after he left, two years before he would return full time. But um, Undertaker had been gone about a year um, uh, to heal from injuries. And uh, his return as the American Badass, he's one of the few guys that, that can take um, his gimmick and completely change it pretty much. Um, and still have it, you know, on the same level. Like a lot of people, there are a lot of people that like the American Badass gimmick better than they liked uh, the um, the Dead Man gimmick. Um, and then the cool thing was, over time, he basically combined those two gimmicks yeah. and would come out kind of as both almost. Um, and so he's he's been able to do this for what eighty uh, was it ninety or eighty nine was his Did his debut. <laughs> 89 years um, I've been wrestling. I mean, he just had that match against AJ Styles, what, two years ago? Um, and granted, it was a TV match, but it was so it was so awesome like to, to still see him going. And uh, so Undertaker, 2000 for me. Uh, I'm going to disagree. It was cool. Are you voting for Quadruple H, too? Uh, I am. I am oh, wait, sorry. H. He fixed it. Yeah, but there's no asterisk, so it's not official. It's stricken from uh, the record. That that injury should have put him out for way longer. And for him to come back in a short amount of time, just that pop too. Like but they both had great pops, but they did. Um I remember like it was just a complete shock that he, he even came out. That's true. I don't know. <laughs> I th I thought Triple H's return was okay. Compared to Undertaker, um, so I don't know. He is right about the pop, though. The pop was huge. I agree. I mean, Triple been, H. It could have been his quad again. <laughs> 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 it was Vince, Vince's both of his quads. <laughs> That's only because he tried to climb something more than four feet high. If, if anybody um, wants to see something funny, look up when Vincent Man tries to yeah. slide into the ring and breaks both of his quads. <laughs> And he's supposed to do like this promo and all this kind of stuff, and he can't get up, and he's just sitting against yeah. the rope, just like he's sitting on his butt uh, against. And the they're ropes. looking at him like, "What? What do you do?" Like no one has and, any idea. Like what's the matter? And <laughs> he he's still, back. he's still like pointing, like "Get him out of here! Get him out of here!" Like that he's. <laughs> I I will say I watched a documentary where Vince McMahon uh, gave it to Triple H by saying like I actually he actually returned from two quad injuries uh, around the same time or even quicker than Triple H did. And he mentions it to him. He's like, come on, man. He's like, I, I, I broke both of mine and came back quicker than you did. <laughs> yeah, um, I think Vince was on way more steroids at that point, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just allegedly. saying. Allegedly. Just saying. Yeah, sorry. Allegedly. Um, I, I, I can't pick Triple H here. I got to go with Undertaker. All right. All right. Yeah. Undertaker's moving on. The Triple H one, as we talked about, was a huge pop. I remember... Um, I think he came back with like the big leather jacket on, right, or the well, leather jacket vest jacket thing with leather arms. Oh, oh my bad, my bad. He, right. he came back as a face though. That was like, that is the staple of. It's kind of weird. Yeah, actually, yeah, no. I'm looking face. at a picture of it, 
it was a leather jacket, but he had a jean vest over the leather jacket. <laughs> oh so yeah. So it wasn't a leather jacket or leather jacket arms. He was, was he was about ten cold. years too late to that trend. So I don't know. How, he looked he looked cool. How warm was he? Like can you imagine putting that on <laughs> in that hot like arena and just like drenched immediately? Like I gotta go out there and perform. I got this stupid <laughs> weather on me. Like <laughs> he was always sweaty too, so I'm sure that made it worse. Um, yeah, that was cool. And he came out the, with the Motorhead theme theme song. Yeah, that's too. true. That was cool. Um, when in, the cool thing to watch. So he comes out there and he he confronts Kurt Angle, and they they go back and forth a little bit, right? Um, watch the pedigree that Triple H gives Kurt Angle. So normally when he does it. He jumps up, and as you go down, he lets go of the arms, right? So mm-hmm. you can kind of plant yourself. No, he held on to it the entire way. I don't know if he just <laughs> forgot what he was doing, and he just like planted angle like, <laughs> square in the face. Like I was like, oh damn, uh, that's, that's maybe short. that's why angle had neck problems. Probably, yeah. yeah. There you go. Blame Triple H. <laughs> Not when he broke his freaking neck in the Olympics. <laughs> well, next up, we've got uh, the Hardy Boys from 2017 versus John Cena from 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to make it quick. This is an easy one for me. Hardy Boys all the way. Uh, John Cena in 2008, I didn't like. I was not uh, appreciative of his return, nor was I watching wrestling in 2008. Um, so for me, Hardy Boys pop in 2017, not to mention a bunch of our friends were there live. Um, and I got to see some of their videos, uh, of being there live. Shout out to Nate and Joe, uh, who were, who were there live. Um, so that pop was huge and it was a secret completely out of the blue. Yeah. If I don't, if I don't remember right, I think they were in ring of honor the day before. Yeah. Um, that so ladder just, match. nobody had any idea. So th- I, I really enjoyed that. So Hardy Boys for me. Yeah. Same. I, oh, I thought that really what yeah D- dude on this one. dude the Cena the Cena return was so lame like it was cool that he came into the Rumble and his music was playing that was all right that was cool but <laughs> the, all their music play the, yeah, the walk <laughs> the walk it's so cool that they played his music <laughs> and he walked down the aisle. No. And then he like was in the rumble. Hold on. And then it was cool that like, he wrestled. He wrestled. <laughs> Not like the other guys. So yeah. I couldn't yeah, but see him. The arena that year, I don't know if it was like really tiny or if they just tried to fit too many people in there. He only had to walk like 10 feet. No, they did the they did the sideways one. They did the yeah. one where like it was right yeah. there. Yeah. And he did the so stupid weird. pose. He like came out and he was like, Yeah. Like shut I don't up. know. I mean, it was cool that once he got yeah. into the ring, he kind of he kind of cleared it. I think he eliminated like three or four people in a row. Um, you know, I don't know. I thought it was very anticlimactic. Like the music hit, everyone went nuts, and then he had to walk like eight feet. (laughs) (laughs) What would be worse, him walking eight feet or running down a mile? And it's like by the time you get to the ring, the next guy's music is playing. Obviously, he's number thirty. Hey, he could have he could have rode the mini wrestling ring that Andre the Giant had to ride. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine that? The pops just like ever. Well, Hardy Boys 2017, moving on. Anything else to say about John Cena from 2008? Came back early from injury. Yeah, that was true. No one knew. Like, it was a complete surprise. Everybody thought he was on the shelf for, like, another however long. And, uh, man, that the crowd went absolutely nuts. Comes in at number 30. Like, anytime there's a rumble, you're like, who's coming in at number 30? Who's coming in at number 30? And, like, for his music to hit. Um, and that was, like the height of his popularity 
um, goes in, wins it, and then um, goes out, goes back yeah. way. Yeah, I don't want to discredit the fact that uh, he came back. What was it? Eight months, I think it was, or six months, something, or it was, even it was even really short, yeah. even shorter. It might it might it might have even been four months. Uh, I can't find it in my notes here. But yeah, he tore his pectoral. Uh, so even even after he won the match and he was on the turnbuckle, he's he was pointing. To his pectoral I get, muscle. I get a hangnail and I'm out for at least six months. So like. yeah. <laughs> sometimes I sleep I funny. Like in a man cold. <laughs> um, hey, shout out to uh, my daughter Eliza. She is watching. Uh, I had no idea she was up, and she told me I cannot say American uh, bad A. Oh, anymore. we definitely said some yeah. words. Yeah. yeah, I'm talking uh, about so. Also. F that, but uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, but yeah. So the uh, moving on is. Uh, Hardy Boys, 2017. Our last yeah. one on the bracket, guys. This is a big one. Stone Cold's return in 2000 versus Edge's return in 2020. Oh, man. Um, big ones here. Uh, Stone Cold returning in 2000. That happened at No Mercy. Um, and uh, this was after a 10-month absence uh, to battle uh, Rikishi, of all people. Um, so that's ran him over. Yeah, with uh, a car. Because <laughs> he's a bad man. What else would it have been? Bison. The Zamboni. <laughs> he rode by a unicycle. A razor scooter. <laughs> he hit him right in the shins with a razor scooter. That hurts. <laughs> oh, man. That, that's way worse. Mm -hmm. I'd rather get back. Uh, yeah, so that's I'm it. Edge. Yep. I'm going with Edge 2020. I'm going for yeah. It. Yeah, I'm going to go the same. Yeah. I mean, Stone Cold's return was very cool. <laughs> but <laughs> um, Edge's return was way more of a surprise. I, I think at the I think we knew Stone Cold was going to be coming back. We just didn't know when. Um, we didn't know Edge was coming back. It was way more of a surprise. So, Yeah. I mean, Stone Cold, he's, he got the Stone Cold pop. The fans went nuts you know when he when he comes out which anytime he does you know he he probably go to like the supermarket and that you know break through some glass and the, the supermarket people will probably be like oh my god stone cold my god my god <laughs> um, also the 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 match that it was really weird because it was a it was um it was a no holds barred right um between uh rock and triple h that he interfered with um but then oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it was it was kind of weird because that was sort of like that was the match of the night you know you've got two of your biggest stars you've got the rock and triple h in a ridiculous match they were both tied it at five falls <laughs> uh with like a minute and a half left and then all of a sudden Stone Cold interrupts the entire match. Like, and it, I get what they're trying to do. Like, all right, it's the biggest match of the night. We're going to have Stone Cold come in. But it's like, you just ruined your biggest match of the night. Yeah. With, with I, like, and, and, it, and it ended in a five, five versus uh, five uh, to five tie. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I, yeah, I watched it back and I was like, that was the ending. Okay. Yeah, it was it was a really strange way to reintroduce Stone Cold. It was that very was, anticlimactic. That was a lot of the early two thousands, like ninety nine, like ninety eight through two thousand one was like weird finishes that 
you just kind of sat there. Yeah, the, the booking is much better now. Uh, <laughs> Bianca Belair. Yes, um, if you're watching something other than WWE, the booking is much better, <laughs> yes. Well, hey, Edge 2020 is moving on. Uh, next up, we are now in the top eight, guys. Uh, so you this obviously... done. <laughs> we thought, plan to be know, done at this point. I knew it was not going to be that easy, but... Uh, next up, we've got uh, Daniel Bryan, 2018, versus Shawn Michaels, 2002. Uh, this is hard for me because Shawn Michaels, again, him coming back and having probably a better second half than he did uh, the first half. Um, man, it's it's hard. because And then again, Daniel Bryan coming back was very unexpected. Um, Trainer versus trainee. That's yeah. true. That's true. Uh, which uh, we never saw, sadly, but... I'm, I'm going with D. Bry. Yeah, one. Daniel Bryan for me as well. I, I think. Killed it for me. Okay. Uh, Sorry. I was gonna go with Shawn Michaels, but uh, there it is. I'm not. You I'm still not, can. It's just we voted Michael. otherwise. <laughs> what was the name that we were saying that Daniel Bryan should come back as? In, in um. Um. Oh shoot. Uh, United States Reptile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Or uh, what was what was the other one? Uh, uh, oh, crap! What was the other one? Uh, it's like Brenyel Brenyel Dialson. Well, hey, talking about Shawn Michaels O two, um, you know Shawn Michaels comes back. Now, first off, I'm a huge fan of Shawn Michaels championship runs in the '90s. A lot of people felt as though he couldn't carry the company, um, but he was having like amazing matches every month i mean you had him and bret hart when he first won the title um you know and then he's going against vader at SummerSlam, which i thought was was a fun match him and the bulldog him and mick foley mankind at mind games him and ken shamrock him and diesel like just great matches anybody who fights Shawn michaels is going to have a great match uh the dx stuff then he's gone for four years um you know meets his wife becomes a christian comes back um and ends up basically doing a 180 in his personality so anybody that hated him before backstage which was 90 percent of the people backstage <laughs> um he ended up kind of coming across and 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 mending uh fences i guess you can call it um and uh then he comes back fused with triple h fused with chris jericho fused with rick flair uh some of the best matches again um that first match with triple h he's never wrestled it's been four years he comes back and has a five-star match, in my opinion, with Triple H. Um, and it's just a great storytelling match. Wait, wait, um, it would have been a five-star match, but he wore those brown ugly No, the brown, pants were from, <laughs> the brown pants were from the uh, elimination uh, match. Okay, all right. Uh, him and Triple H, he wore the stupid jeans. Uh, I thought you were going to say the brown uh, pants were from the Taco Bell he had earlier. Yeah. <laughs> no, the brown pants, <laughs> the brown pants and the bob cut was the worst outfit uh, I've ever was... seen. It was about as bad as Jericho's bob with the, cut. But with the was... backwards uh, Kangol hat or whatever. Uh, it was yeah. so bad. So Shawn Michaels, the only problem with Shawn Michaels since 02 is he stopped caring about how he looks. So that dude would come back and he would wear camouflage only. He'd wear like boots and, and <laughs> jeans. He would never dress up. Bob cuts. And then like towards the end, he would just come out and do his like, like just like fake walk like he'd be like uh, he, i don't know it was almost like he was just like not confident anymore so that's my only downfall with him but and the brown pants from the <laughs> elimination chamber you but. get old rj you just stop caring 
It's true. I mean, hey, that's what happened He's to me. Point. <laughs> dude, dude was getting paid so much money too. Like he didn't care. He didn't no. care. Uh, but now he's a train a trainer, NXT, a producer, whatever you want to call it. He does pretty much everything down there with Triple H. And uh, that paid off because they're canceling NXT uh, pretty much and uh, doing whatever. But um, yeah, wow. so yeah, glad. But Daniel Bryan, 2018. Yeah. Moving on. I agree. Next up, we've got CM Punk 2021 versus Brock Lesnar 2012. Oh, shoot. Big one here. Wow. It's hard to place a return. Uh, for CM Punk when he hasn't done anything yet uh, other than actually return. Um, and I hate to say it. Here's what here, – I don't know. I, I don't think that feuding with Darby Allen first was a smart move. Um, I, I think it's going to be a good match, but it doesn't have that star power that I was looking for. You know, if he had come back and called out, like, Moxley or called out, like, uh, Omega, that would make more sense to me. Um, I get that they're trying to give the rub to the to the younger talent, which I love. It's great. Um, and it'll be a great match. But when he, when he came out, it's like, CM Punk, seven years, Darby, I want you. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And, there, and it's just, yeah. It's, it's, it's either an angle for him to uh, either squash Darby and then he will subsequently be in a feud with Sting or, oh God, I hope. or they're trying to put Darby over. He can like, carry not, Sting. It's okay. not that he wasn't already something, you know, with, with being you know, with Sting, like that kind of already uh, sort of elevated him to, to a different level. Just comes out with his daddy every night. Yeah, <laughs> just hanging out with dad up in the rafters <laughs> um, like a creeper. I don't, I don't know. It, I agree with you. It's it's, it's a weird angle. Um, they certainly could have chosen a much better opponent for his first match, but maybe he's also unsure. He hasn't wrestled in seven years. Yeah, if he wrestles anything like his UFC uh, competition. Yeah. He'll We're be in trouble too very fast. Yeah. Um, but the night that he came back. Uh, <laughs> We're pissing that... Andy off. He's like, if CM Punk sees this, <laughs> we're gonna get he already um, sued a podcast. Uh, Actually, wait, he got sued, didn't he? I don't remember. I don't I don't remember. I mean Colty. Oh wait, Colt isn't he in AEW? Yeah. How is that working yeah. out? When I were watching it, I was like, I wonder how that's going. Where oh, I totally forgot about that until right now. Hey, maybe they're on different maybe he's like, hey. Colt's not on the show tonight. <laughs> For a I'm sorry. I, I feel like we're losing people. Look that up later. The CM Punk, Colt Cabana, just Google it. Uh, they don't like each other, or at least didn't. Uh, we'll see how it is. But On oh, the other hand. Why don't they feud what? with Colt Cabana and CM Punk? Oh, oh, coming up with stuff right off the top of the dome. Yeah, you're... Good should job. be writing for WWE. Um, <laughs> so end up, we'll end up in a roll-up of death. We'll do the roll-up and, you know, double disqualification. <laughs> uh, anyways, I chose so just throw that I CM Punk. So I chose, yeah. Oh, you chose CM Punk. Yes. So all that crap was just for nothing. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it was a bit. Of, the, well. the pop was huge. We we yeah. watched it live. Yeah, we, we did. got together. Uh, three old dads got together at 10 p.m. and watched that yeah. thing live. That was hard. And to it was. It was until 11, guys. That's ridiculous. Uh, and it was a huge pop. It was worth it. I was sitting there on my kitchen counter, um, you know, watching it there, and it was. Uh, it was yeah, good. It was cool. <laughs> All right, so CM Punk's moving on. Let's talk about Brock Lesnar, 2012. Um, I don't remember the actual return as much as I just remember his legacy since then, because I hated Brock Lesnar prior to 2012. And I probably still hated him in 2012. Um, 
but he definitely has carried the company at times since then. Yeah, he he got a huge pop. He came out. Um, Cena was doing a promo in the ring. Uh, Lesnar's music hits. He came out. Um, place went nuts. Uh, you know, and he does his uh, you know walks back and forth on the on the platform, and place is going crazy. He goes into the ring. He goes to shake hands with Cena, and then when Cena puts his arm out, he throws Cena over his shoulder and gives him an F five, and then kicks his hat across the ring. Um, it was a really good return, uh, as far as like, um, you know, kind of like, okay, Lesnar's back and he's just going to be a complete jerk. Like he just didn't, he didn't shake his hand and disrespected him by kicking the man's hat, uh, after he smashed him in the ground. Um, you know, but then after that was Lesnar stuff, he just beat people up. (laughs) That's pretty much what he's there for. I mean, in his return, he went from, you know, beating up John Cena to then breaking Triple H's arm. Uh, Twice. uh, Yeah. And then, (laughs) you know, then he went on to end the streak uh, probably a couple years later, I think. Right. Um, So he's done huge things, whether you like him or not. Yeah. Yeah. I think he even uh, at one point was coming out with a shirt that said, eat, sleep, break the streak is what his shirt said. (laughs) Yep. So... Here's here's my deal with Brock, since uh, I held my comments. I loved Brock Lesnar when he first came out in 2002 to WWE, and he just was destroying people, freak of nature, right? Yeah. Um, and he wasn't even doing things that he could do. Like he was. Everybody talks about the the bot shooting star that he did against Kurt Angle. Like that was just a move that was that was a normal move for him that he had hit a million yeah. times before. It just stuff happens right i mean um, at the point in that match when he tried to do that i think it was like exhausted it was like yeah. 30 minutes into a match or something like he you try to, to do it across the it, ring yeah you, you try to do a backflip off the top rope after 35 <laughs> minutes of yeah. literal just like straight exhaustion yeah so like i loved brock i thought he was always great performer like especially for not having a lot of um experience was putting on great matches kurt angle anybody ray mysterio then he left um and when this return happened i was super excited for him to come back because he was a really i I enjoyed his his run before and there was like rumblings before he came out i guess i don't know if people saw him at at the arena or in the airport so like when john cena was in the ring and talking, the crowd was already chanting Brock, 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 Brock. So it was our and Cena kind of played up to it. it was kind of like, all right, maybe, yeah. And then Brock yeah. comes out, right? Um, I didn't like the whole shake hands and then pick pick him up, like beat him down a little bit first. Like he just kind of picked him up like he was a child and just like held him there. And John Cena's just like, okay, you gotta hit the move on me now, like you know, kind of, yeah. You know. So I mean, that was a good I, way to put him over as a heel. Like, I see what they were trying to do, but yeah, yeah. no, I agree with you. They, he yeah. could have beat him up a little bit. Yeah. And then um, and then we have the last nine years of Brock Lesnar. Cool moments followed with me wanting to throw my TV out the window <laughs> to the point where they continued to put the belt on him. No fault of Brock Lesnar. They continued to put the belt on Brock Lesnar. When the fans had had it and they wanted somebody new in the title picture, 
And in typical WWE fashion, they don't care about what the crowd wants. They don't care about what the fans want. They're going to do what they want to do. They feel like they know better. Up until this point, I would say that's a, that's a pretty good fact. But now that there's competition and people are leaving to, and watching the competition, they need to get their, their crap straight or they're going to lose a lot more fans because when they – and a lot of people are like, oh, we're well, going to still watch. No. When they put the title – again on Brock. <laughs> Do you remember this, RJ? I said, I'm done. I I like I was so pissed off that they continued to put the belt on him. I, I stopped watching completely. And I haven't gone back. I've watched yeah. maybe like a pay-per-view here and there, NXT, because I enjoyed NXT. But with like Raw and SmackDown, I said, I'm not watching this crap anymore. I'm wasting three hours of my time <laughs> on Monday nights <laughs> watching this going, why did I watch that? I was that was boring. Or, and I sound like a complete hater, I don't want them to fail. I want that to succeed because it's exciting when, you, especially now with competition, that you have, like, there's general excitement now back in wrestling. Um, so me as a fan, I'm, ex- I'm excited again for wrestling. Yes, I, I'm siding a little bit more towards AEW because they're doing different things and exciting. Um, and, AW, and WWE keeps kind of going back in the playbook. And things like bringing back people who cool for one time, but stop like make new stars is kind of like my, my yeah. thing. So like, or they'll have I, a new star and they'll just take an old storyline and just rehash it. Or they'll give Kofi Kingston like this. They give him a huge push. One. Oh my god! It was like wow, they're doing like listening to the fans. They're doing something that the fans want. And then Brock Lesnar comes out and beats him in like, <laughs> like he's a nobody. It's like Or Becky and Bianca Belair. Yeah. Right. It's like, why do you, why do you torture people? And like, the, people the other problem too is like Brock's not there consistently. Like Brock just I, comes and goes whenever Brock wants to come and go. Make him that. Make him that attraction. Every once yeah. in a while. Cool. Don't he doesn't need the belt. But don't give him the belt while he's doing it. He doesn't need it. <clears throat> he is a bigger like he's like Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant never needed the belt. Mm-hmm. He was bigger than the belt. Brock right. Lesnar is bigger than the belt, and that's and that's respect coming. You know, I respect Brock Lesnar I, as yeah. an attraction. He brings fans. He brings a lot to the table. You don't have to put the belt on him. You don't have to. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, hey, next up, uh, we have two more uh, in this uh, category here: Roman Reigns, 2019 <clears throat> versus The Undertaker. 2000 um Mm. i know we kind of put a big case up for roman reigns and the emotional aspect of his 2019 return but undertaker 2000 for me is my choice uh it was just such an epic entrance uh and return for him so uh and and a character that he has kept uh going to this day alongside of the dead man gimmick so uh, undertaker 2000 I don't like the American badass character. I did not like that character. Um, I get why they did it. He had Be- changed. Had yeah, change. he. Yeah, wrestling was getting more uh, realistic, for lack of uh, better term. Maybe, maybe grounded in reality. I guess would be a better way to put it. Where you know, ring attire was more, more or less like street clothes rather than. You know, guys wearing tights or, you know, having a, a costume, so to say. Um, 
you know, so I'm not a huge fan of the character, but his return, I think, was much more of a surprise. Um, you know, Roman coming back again, we, we've already talked about it, you know, extremely heartwarming and, and the support from the fans and whatnot. But, uh, you know, and he got a pop more, I, I think, you know, he was almost at, at the, the peak of his popularity where, you know, the Undertaker sort of has this like constant. I, I think even if he were to come back now, he'd get the same pop he would get, you know, on his, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, even, you know, he's, he's that character, the Undertaker character that he created is like part of wrestling history he's not just like part of wwe history like that's wrestling as a whole um all right his return was really cool I, I thought i thought that was a cool event i don't want to talk about it too much but uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go with taker on this one well i'm not cold and heartless like you two guys <laughs> I, roman reigns i'm not downplaying i'm not downplaying the roman reigns return People, so undertaker you knew at some point he was going to come back. Yeah. Roman Reigns was facing life or death. Yeah. Uh, and for him to come back and come back in a short amount of time to have that support from the fans too, like you said, um, it was, it was more emotional where Undertaker was kind of like, Oh, this is so cool. And he's beating people up. Right. Roman Reigns, it brought reality, um, to, to the forefront. Um, and what Roman's done after that, too. So now, basically rebuilding himself, his character. And then now, like, turning heel. And he's kind of carried... He's the head of the table. Company. Yeah, he's carried the company, especially through... <laughs> Why was that an Italian? I don't Because I can't remember how Roman, he talks. Roman Reigns is Samoan <laughs> Italian. Um, yeah. He's the head of the table, you know what I'm saying? Soma Roman. Somalian. Acknowledge me, bro. Acknowledge uh, me. So that's why I would have chose Roman, but you can't deny that Taker pop. So I also think, um, you know, Undertaker was kind of on his way out as Roman was really climbing. So I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to directly compare the two. Nothing compared. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, because uh, Undertaker had already built his legacy by the point, by the time he had exited the business, um, you know, and still had great matches right up until the end, even though, you know, his <clears throat> knees were bad and he was, back was bad and he was 900 years old. Uh, I feel like he was older than Ric Flair, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Th this this is a tough one. I, honestly, I could have gone either way, but just thinking about the actual... It's too late. It's too late. I know, it's too late. But thinking of the actual like return, the event that happened on the return, um, which was more fun, uh, I'd yeah, Taker for sure. Cool. All Sorry. right, our last one, guys, uh, of the top eight. Uh, this oh, is Hardy Boys 2017 versus Edge uh, 2020. Mm. Uh, I'm just gonna just go out there, uh, Hardy Boys 2017. Um, I. I was a fan of Edge and Christian, obviously, during the uh, tag team days. Um, I did not watch wrestling when Edge went singles. Um, and so I missed out on a lot of the Edge, Matt Hardy, Lita uh, stories, uh, Edge and McFoley. Um, I did go back and watch a lot of those matches, but I didn't live through it. 
Um, and so Edge was never one of my favorite wrestlers uh, as a single. Um, I, I enjoyed his match when he returned. Uh, sadly, his first match against Orton uh, was far too long uh, at WrestleMania. Um, uh, his Royal Rumble performance was great when he returned at the Rumble. Um, and he's doing cool things on SmackDown now. Um, but I was far more impressed with the Hardy Boys return and uh, with the pop there uh, than I was with Edge. So Hardy Boys. Well, the Hardys really never left wrestling. So like, uh, sure. No, but they did. You know, it was their return to WWE from. I mean, how, when when did they yeah, leave yeah. WWE? It's like, like eight years, they was, were gone. It was quite a while. I think it was like 2009 or 10. They had left, and then 2017 they come back, and it was a complete surprise. Again, I think we talked about this, but it was like nobody was questioning it. Like, it, and yeah. for the new day to announce them coming out, and then for them to win. Uh, you know, the tag team championships, I you almost kind of feel bad because there were so many other great teams in that match. Enzo and Big Cass were big at the time. Cesaro and Sheamus, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, who were like, they should have done so much more with Gallows and Anderson. But, you know, so you almost feel bad for them. It's it's almost like with Becky returning and, and seeing Bianca in the ring, you're like, okay, I'm really happy Becky's yeah, here, but what in the world are they doing? a competitive match. That's true. I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. Um but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, obviously troubles with Jeff uh, would kind of cut that short um, and Matt would have to do his own thing. And luckily Matt is is so talented um, and was able to uh, get past his uh, knee issues and, uh, and have some good matches uh, without being able to bend his legs. <laughs> uh, so Hardy Boys 2017. <laughs> like a Ken doll. <laughs> he, he only when he does that leg drop, he just is like it's like when Vince broke both of his quad balls. Yeah, <laughs> like just, uh, uh, big money, man. Um, hey, ah, oh, shoot. Is it the Hardys or is it Edge? Which one? I'll make it easy and say the Hardys. Oh, uh, I again because I have a heart. I would have went with Edge. I, I so my 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 nine years. He thought he was done. Yeah, I know. My my it's my a whole, great return. My whole problem is I I feel like having someone return during a a rumble is kind of a cop out. What? Like I don't know. That's the most fun. What do you mean? I get excited when Diesel returns. Royal yeah, Rumble makes every return not, good. We're not oh, talking Gabriel. about yeah. Like we're not talking excited. about Ray Mysterio's Royal Rumble <laughs> return, good. are we? I mean, come on! Anyone can return to the Rumble, and I'm excited about it. Like, I know, like, I know, but I, 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 I did like... pop when Diesel returns. Like, it was fun. so. A lot of times, all right, let's put this into perspective. We didn't know that Edge was back for good, because a lot of times people will come back from the in a Rumble, and then that's the last time you'll see them for two and a half years until they show up in some house match somewhere, <laughs> um, or they're only signed for the Rumble, and that's it. Like, you know like the hurricane where <laughs> he just shows up at random rumbles every once in a there's while. There's a hurricane coming. <laughs> um, DDP uh, yeah. coming in. But um, that's Diamond Dallas Page, everyone. That's not <laughs> anything else. Um, what, what am I missing? I, I don't, I'll tell you later. You down with DDP? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. The, the, Hardys, the Hardys return was... Uh, Way cooler to me. It's two D's. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Why? Wow, what do you? What do you? What do you gotta say? No, let's go. Let's keep talking. All right. Uh, All right. Edge. We're at 
Yeah. Oh, we we talk. Well, we can talk about well, Edge too. But here we are, top four. This is it. Daniel Bryan, 2018. Oh, CM Punk, 2021. Hardy Boys, 2017. Undertaker holding down the old school, 2000. Um, it does seem as though we've 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 relied heavily on the uh, last few years here. And again, like Mike said, if we had just waited two weeks, we probably could <laughs> add two or three more names to this list, but uh, or same names. Um, so Daniel Bryan, 2018 versus CM Punk 2021. Let's start there. This is a hard one because these are two huge names that are returning yet again probably this year. Yeah. Well, you're going to have more of um, uh, debuts more than returns, right? I uh, guess so. I guess so. But technically um, CM Punk is a debut too. Yeah, I'm going been, with... He's been he's gone, gone for a while. Seven years. Sorry, I didn't know there's a statute. Uh, CM Punk 2021 <laughs> uh, for me. CM Punk for sure. Uh, the pop on CM Punk. Ah, Daniel Bryan, though. I keep forgetting how good he is. Um, I'm still going with CM Punk. And maybe it's just because it's fresh in my mind. But Daniel Bryan's speech when he came back. Like that man, that was a grown man crying in the ring. It was a grown man crying watching it, too. Yeah. It was, it was you. Yes. <laughs> This is super tough because, like, this the punk thing is so new. Yeah. Yep. So you don't know how it's going to play out. But. He bought ice cream for everybody, he, though. He did. Apparently, he bought uh, pizza for everyone at Pro Wrestling Tees as well. Yeah. Not only that, but he also broke broke the internet in the wrestling world. Yeah. With his, with his return. Um. I feel like with the Daniel Bryan thing, they broke the news too early. It wasn't a surprise. They broke it online, said he's he's medically cleared to return. I feel like that was a big that was a miss. Yeah. Because you yeah. already knew he's coming out like yeah, you were like excited to see him and it was super emotional, but it was like, man, if that music would have hit and no one knew he was coming out, um, and for him to be like, I'm back. Uh, would have been a, a different story. So yeah, we got CM Punk on this one, and hopes that it stays. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, the CM Punk thing was was rumored. There was always, you know, I I think I think for a month, yeah, I think for a month or so leading up to the actual taping, like there was rumors that he was going to get signed. They thought he was going to come out in the first event. That yeah. AEW ever held when they were in Chicago, like oh CM Punk's like for years it's been like oh, Punk is coming back, and no one's been able to lock him down until now. So it's always been rumor, rumor, rumor. Yeah. Um, and even now, like it's like he's coming, but is he? Are they playing us? Like yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, who's uh? What my choice was CM Punk? You guys? Yeah, CM Punk. All right. Yeah. Next up, we've got Undertaker 2000 versus <laughs> Hardy Boys 2017. <laughs> we don't want to talk about Daniel right, Bryan anymore. Right. I'm going with the Hardys on this one. I'm going with the Hardys on this one, too. Yeah, Hardy Boys for sure. Way, way cooler. Way cooler. All right, guys. Next up. No, <laughs> um, I don't. No, I mean, I think we've talked about Undertaker quite a bit here anyway, but um, anything else to add to that? No, I, I don't really like – I don't like the actual return. Like, he got a huge pop. It was cool to see him come out. Different character, right? But, like, then he just, like, beat everybody up in the ring. It was kind of like, 
everybody. Yeah, no, that was that was cool, man. He beat yeah, everybody up. Oh, he just came out and dominated. It was boring. It was like seven people. I he did some Undertaker-ish, man. That's what he does. The yeah. dude just comes in and not just to mention, like a year later, he reunites with Kane as the Brothers of Destruction. He's fighting Edge and Christian all the time, and the Dudley Boys. Like, look at the 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 card was stacked. I mean, he returned between Triple H and The Rock, um, and takes out the and whole he, McMahon Helmsley faction. I mean, it's just so many cool people that, in the ring. He had that feud with the with uh, Hulk Hogan. And then Hulk Hogan couldn't start his motorcycle. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> He's like, ah. And he like swore on, on national television because he could. Uh... <laughs> I think one thing, honestly, though, um, that took away from the Undertaker return was the production. Bandana? Okay. Not the bandana. Was what? I like, I like the bandana. You mean it wasn't the, Diamond Dallas Page shocking his wife? No. No. <laughs> so if you go back and watch the videos, it's me. like we did. <laughs> um, it's so, me it's me i can see you through this window so when the when the music hit all the house lights were still on the camera was behind the stage and you're watching yeah. road dog and x-pac yeah. beat somebody weird. up and the video is playing in the background like yeah. okay cool there's a <laughs> there's a there's music in, in a video playing in the background why are we not focusing on that why is the yeah. camera on the opposite side of the ring Half, half the yeah half the titantron is cut off like you can't see all of the video you can't the 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 sound's not mixed well so you can't hear the music that well you hear the yeah. creepy kid voices and you kind of see yeah. the video and then undertaker comes out on his motorcycle and you're like oh all right now this makes sense but yeah they they kind of messed the production up on that one i'm just saying i agree with you i would have been I, way I, more impactful yeah, when I just rewatched that, I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Yeah, maybe maybe because I'm now used to the 60 uh, camera cuts within like 30 <laughs> seconds, uh, and the uh, uh, shots where they're like, <laughs> yeah, to the point. Yeah, the I'm, extreme zooms. Yeah, <laughs> Wayne's World puke, style. Yeah, I got a puke bucket. Uh, <laughs> in the first half hour of the show. All right. Well, hey, we're here. This is it. CM Punk oh, yeah. 2021, Hardy Boys 2017. Talk about him. Um, you know, CM Punk, let's talk about a seven years. Walked out of the WWE uh, quite unexpectedly to the audience uh, after yeah, years pipe, of frustration. The pipe bomb promo. The pipe bomb promo. Uh, you know, uh, it, the thing is, for seven years, he spent trash talking, uh, wrestling, uh, failing in UFC um kind of just being the crazy guy in the background just like doing his thing and we just thought hey man they're gonna chant cm punk's name for seven years but he's never coming back i mean the dude hates wrestling he hates wwe and it's it and th you were either on cm punk's side or you weren't you know there was a whole fan base that was like oh cm punk's stupid you know he walked out it's on him he's he's a crybaby and then there's a whole other portion that blamed wwe for kind of putting him in that position in the first place because uh, and he said it when he returned and i love that line where he says, yeah. I left professional wrestling in 05 when he went from Ring of Honor to WWE and he joined sports entertainment. So, um, you know, WWE killed CM Punk. And then luckily, uh, CM Punk kind of found his way back to his love of professional wrestling and is in a company, in my opinion, that is is professional wrestling and not and, sports entertainment. And, so. and let's not forget the other line that he had said, uh, something along the lines of uh, it was hard for him to stay with the company um and the company that made him sick so mm. you know, kind, kind of alluding to 
you know, was there substance abuse? Was there mental no, issues? Was there, was, I know he's straight edge, but like, no, it made you him know. sick. Like he literally, he was in, that was the whole lawsuit thing. He was injured yeah. and like they, but made him sick. To, like he didn't, he didn't love wrestling anymore. He yeah. I want to be there. Um, so Booker T recently, like he was talking about punks promo when he came back and his big thing was here's your platform to um basically put aew over right you came back you came back for aew and he spent that promo kind of um trash talking wwe without without saying wwe without <laughs> and like he was kind of like the promo was bad he's like he he, he ruined that moment a lot of people are like disagreeing with that. I kind of I agree and I disagree with that because, yeah, he shouldn't have just completely just trash talked them. But like, that's what you were waiting for, and yeah. he did the same thing when he, he was in WWE. He was trash talking yeah. them when he was there. When he was there, right? Um, so like, but people like he always kind of like yeah, he did his big uh you know the podcast right when he came out and talked about what had happened to his point of view. And then he's really been kind of quiet for the last seven years. Like he'll say like little things here and little digs here and there. So like, but that's what you expect of CM Punk. You wanted his brutal honesty about his feelings and what happened and his return. So like that's exact. He gave the fans exactly what they wanted. He probably didn't give them as much as they wanted. <laughs> like, yeah, I, you know, he could have gone even further with it, but um, I enjoyed it. Um, I think he, why give them everything in one prompt? Save it. He's going to be here for a while. Yeah. Likely. You got time. It's okay, Booker. You don't have to give him every, everything right, right off the bat. Like, give him some time. I'm okay with the feud with Darby Allen. I think it's a good starting point. You got to start somewhere. I think if he goes right into the title scene and the main event scene, they'll get the backlash from that aspect. Yeah. You're going to make some people upset. Yeah. Yeah. And like, AW kind of prides itself too on like, rankings and like yeah they count the records and yeah yeah stats and everything yeah like yeah like they haven't done that for sting they haven't done that for certain people like even christian like he earned his way into that title scene so like i'm cool with that because it's staying in line and what their their values are of the company yeah i i think we can't forget too that they opened the show with cm punk's return this wasn't something that they built up to throughout the show they literally, they opened the show, yeah. Punk's music hit, he walked down the ramp into the ring and took the first, what, 17 minutes of the show, I think it was, something crazy like that. And they Short just let him... Promo. Yeah, they just let him go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was really interesting, um, you know, for someone like me um, who kind of fell out of, has fallen in and out of wrestling for a while. I followed Punk back in Ring of Honor, didn't really follow him in uh, WWE, kind of knew you know uh, on the back end that he had left and then gone to ufc and <laughs> that didn't work out um had done a couple of things with wwe right he he showed up in a couple of random videos here and there um after his uh after his promo and then people give him too much crap for the ufc stuff like the dude never fought professionally yeah like and ufc is like here we'll pay you millions of dollars to come fight okay I'll sure. take that. I'm going to get my butt beat, but you know what? I'm getting paid. Making and, bank. And 
get my name out there. Like he wasn't ready for that. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure his bank, uh, didn't care. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, he's wiping <laughs> his tears with hundred dollar bills. So, uh, you know, when I think about the Hardy boys return, you know, in 2017, you know, the problem that I'm seeing with the Hardy boys return is the pop was huge and it was great. And it was a surprise and it was, it was awesome, but Jeff killed it. Uh, you know, less than six months later, he was out with an injury. Um, it allowed Matt Hardy to bring the the broken gimmick or the woken gimmick, I think it was, by the time it went to WWE. Um, WWE kind of killed that too, but they still allowed him to do a little bit with the with the broken gimmick and some of the matches there. So I had fun watching it. it, it for people who had followed him in indies doing that gimmick, it, it probably was not as good. Um, but I thought WWE did a fine job with it. Um, you know, and then he brought it to AEW. Uh, a little while later, which was kind of uh, strange, but it was it was more comical um, to me in AEW, and they relied a little bit more on the comedy. Um, so I, I had fun with it. I actually heard in an interview that Tony Khan hated the um, uh, Matt Hardy um, uh, teleportation uh, in the in the in, in the arena uh, as part of his uh, gimmick. Um, but uh, that's the big difference for me with the Hardy Boys. It felt like a one-off, even though it wasn't. Um, you know, they returned, they did a little stint and then he was gone pretty quickly and it was just Matt. Um, well, once, once Jeff got hurt, they ended up cutting Matt's screen time. They, they, they didn't, they didn't allow him necessarily to be, uh, Matt Hardy. You know, they, they just kept cutting his TV time down and down and down and down because Jeff wasn't there. It's yep. to understand the character, you know, like he, he got that over an impact and it was weird. Like. Yeah, it, it was, was weird. weird. It was weird. Like, even when it was on Impact and I wasn't following Impact, I was kind of like, what in the hell is this? Right? <laughs> what like, is this man talking about? Yeah, like, but you have to give credit. I mean, literally, Matt Hardy is probably the reason that we had all of the uh, TV matches during the pandemic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the, the, the ultimate deletion stuff is, is ridiculously fun. Well, yeah, like, at first I was kind of like, this is ridiculous. What the hell? I was kind of dogging it. And then I saw the final deletion match and I'm laughing, like legit laughing. I was like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And I like it. It was kind of, it was like, it was so new. <laughs> and then, so they, you know, they, they did their thing and then, you know, they kind of got back together on a little impact and Indies. And there was like rumors that weekend. Cause it was, uh, uh, what was it? The rumble weekend. Right. So like, are they are they they're gonna be there? Are they coming back? It was kind of like oh, oh they're with Frank Bonner and they're with them and then they got titles and so it's kind of like how's this gonna play out? And then um, yeah, the new day comes out and announces them and the, I mean it was, it was a super cool moment like that music we talked about the music yeah yeah it just got you pumped up. Then it, they never lost a step because they just because <laughs> they, they kept wrestling and um, cool moment. Cool, you know, they won the match, they won the titles, which, whatever. Um, and then, yeah, after that, though, I agree with you, RJ. It was kind of like they kind of did their own thing. Um, nothing yeah. really sticks out to me from their run after that. Um, so, where are you guys with this? We got CM Punk 2021, we got Hardy Boys 2017. My vote is clobbering time. CM Punk <laughs> 2021. <laughs> I don't know. We we've already said that we don't know necessarily where the CM Punk thing is, thing is going to go. I think we have to trust him and, and oh. AEW that they're going to take this in the right direction. 
Uh, I trust AEW. They're going to take this in the right direction. Um, but we've put ourselves in a place where we, we've got one that we don't know where it's going and one that ended too soon because, you know, Jeff got injured. Uh, I don't know. The CM Punk return was much more real. Um, and it was an actual return. Well, they both uh, actually happened. Like, I know they actually happened, but I mean real <laughs> as far as it like... Dream. He he had a speech and it was very heartfelt and he talked to the crowd. Uh, Hardy Boys just kind of came out and wrestled and then got hurt and, and left. Yeah, I know they Hardy, do that. Hardy much. Boys talked with their bodies. Yeah, I mean, they really... They were not... Jeff, Jeff, Jeff was not good on the mic. <laughs> I don't know what kind of freaky crap you're talking about, RJ, but um, this is a tough one. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's, not, it's CM Punk. Right, it's I, CM Punk. In the words of George Michael, I have faith. So um, I got faith that they're going to do the, the right yeah. thing. And, um, it literally like yes it's so it's so fresh it's, yeah I'll, I'll be honest with you i i didn't think this was going to be the winner I, I i feel i feel like we put it we everyone had it on the list because it was fresh because we just saw oh, it. it just happened last oh, week i don't know seven years one of the most highly i don't know decorated like people been wanting this for years anytime they're in an arena the crowd chants CM Punk. Yeah. For seven years. They even said it. That's all I've been hearing for seven years is my name being chanted. And he's back. And it's yeah. he could he could go out there and Darby Allen could pin him one, two, three, and it's still cool. The moment was still cool. Time for the I Pepsi plunge, life. kids. Ooh. Well, hey, that's it. CM Punk 2021 is our winner of the greatest wrestling returns. Uh, <laughs> whether you love him or you hate him, uh, CM Punk's return was huge. The pop was huge. The future is bright, uh, not just for CM Punk, but in the wrestling business. If you've been out of wrestling uh, for the past uh, 10, 15, 20 years, uh, it's, it's, it's got a feeling like it's going someplace again. Uh, AEW, Ring of Honor, uh, Impact, uh, NWA, if you want an old school feel on their Empower show, which is a really interesting show, by the way, if you want to check out something very, very different. Um, it's a it's a 70s, 80s territory vibe. Um, so if you want to check that out, NWA Empower, NWA Empower uh, they are not sponsoring us, but if I talk enough, maybe they will. Uh, well, hey, thank you, everybody, for joining us for another episode of You Dab Me a Hello. Uh, enjoy your week, and we will see you guys again very soon.